Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast. Here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buker. Rick Buker. Welcome to another episode of Buker Friendless, subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report. And you can hear me on... Uh, along with this podcast, uh, Radio.com, uh, Scal and Pals with uh, my buddy Brian Scalabrini and Steve Cerruti, my new pal. And what else? You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Rick Buker and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buker. That's Rick R-I-C. Uh, all right. So uh, I'm always excited to be able to uh, inform and entertain you guys, but I'm especially excited because it's been a while since... I've been wanting to do this for a while. I haven't been able to do it for a while because I don't know if you guys know, but I live in Northern California and uh, I haven't been on the road the last couple of days. So I've been at home and we've been having uh, a variety of, I don't want to say, I don't know what to exactly how to place it. Some people would say, well, we're having weather. Uh, PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric is the company that provides the power in this area. They've had to declare bankruptcy because of their part in a lot of the wildfires. Their faulty uh, equipment has been found uh, the reason for those uh, a number of fires. And I'm not going to get into all the politics of all of it, but now they're at a point where they are simply shutting off the power in Northern California anytime they think there's going to be any kind of weather that might precipitate more fires. And so they don't, they basically, we don't want to get blamed for anything else. Even though that hasn't even been su- successful, they still, still are being blamed for one of the most recent fires. You know, you're not very good at what you do when you simply stop doing your job and somehow you find a way to still screw it up. In any event, uh, I live in an area, uh, this is what's kind of funny, and this is where. I think words and the use of words is very important and can be very manipulative. Uh, They have started a thing called the PSP. Where did I write down the, what PSB, uh, public safety power shutoff event. Now everything's an event. So uh, basically shutting down the power and the power, I'm able to do this because the power has come back on 
for about mm, not quite 24 hours, probably about 14 hours, and then they're going to turn it off again. So I'm squeezing this in before a wind event happens in my area. Everything's an event now. And uh, <laughs> they said that uh, the reason that the last of the, the power outage that just ended, the public safety power shutoff event, the reason for that was because of hurricane force winds. Look, there weren't hurricane force winds. If there's, if those were hurricane force winds, one, I wouldn't be able to throw my Frisbee for my dog, which I was able to do. The Frisbee would have ended up in the next county. Uh, so would my dog. Also, uh, if those are hurricane force winds, then we get those, I don't know, 15, 20 times a year. We don't get hurricane force winds 15, 20 times a year. So again, words, ex- just exaggerating things. I get it. They're under heat. They're, they're in a no-win situation. Anyway, but they've put us in a no-win situation. I will say this, and I'll get off of the subject uh, in, after this. Really enjoyed the fact that I was able to uh, spend the weekend with my family without power. I've got two young teenagers, and between phones, videos, computers, we don't spend as much time talking. That's what we did. We played cards. We talked. It was it was a really good thing for the weekend. Monday comes and I I really got to get back to work and I have no I have no internet. I have no my phone's kind of janky. I've learned a lot about how the the cell towers work. Won't bother you with that. But in any event, it was a good thing. And I and I complain about this. Uh, knowing that there are plenty of people out there that have been in far worse situations. This is at least premeditated and I can prepare for it. And it's not, my my house isn't near the fires. Thank goodness. Uh, Prayers up for those, uh, those who are. Uh, So I'm in a a good place. It's, it's an, it's an annoyance. It's an inconvenience, but I know there's a lot of people out there that have suffered far, far worse. So, With that, I do want to get into, now that we're a week or two into the season, get into everything that that we've been seeing. Also, um, been listening and watching some baseball as well. And I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter, you know that I became a a Nationals fan or I got on the Nationals bandwagon just because I I love their vibe, love the way they knocked off the Dodgers. Um, So... But I, I, so I was in the car and I was listening to uh, the, one of the local uh, broadcasts. I don't listen to a lot of local baseball broadcasts, but I was listening to the Nationals feed of World Series Game 2. And after about 15 minutes, the broadcasters had me laughing my ass off. Why, you ask? Because every five minutes, there was an ad tucked into the play-by-play. Now, if this has become a greater epidemic than I was aware, please let me know. Because I, I grew up a Cincinnati Reds fan. I didn't hear it. There were, there were ads, but nothing like this. And listen to the Giants, the A's, etc. here in the Bay Area. I just, look, if, if this has become a greater epidemic than I know, please let me know. But I'm guessing, or making that hoping, that the Nationals 
have to have more in-game commercials than any team in baseball. And the thing is, the broadcasters are so smooth about it. And that's what created the comedy for me. Because it would be, that fastball was brought to you by Max Scherzer and Ulysses Home Alarm Systems. At one point, at one point they had ads for two different insurance companies, Geico and Progressive, in the same at-bat. And that didn't reduce the number of commercials run between innings or during any break in the action. Same amount, same commercial breaks, all of that. But they were just, anyway, it was genius. I, I, normally ads, it might prompt me to change the channel or at the very least, I'm rolling my eyes, I'm annoyed. But they, these were so frequent and tucked in the action that I was actually listening more closely, waiting to hear how the broadcasters were going to slip into the next one. I was just, I was waiting. I was waiting for the ads. I was waiting to hear how the broadcasters were going to slide the next one in. Um, It did raise one question though. And I hope the Nationals ownership never cries poor or says they can't afford a player because uh, the effect on the team, letting Bryce Harper go provides them, you know, that provides them a pass on that one. But, they seem to be doing a pretty good job monetizing their product. So I don't want to hear about the Nationals not having a mo- enough money to sign anybody. Bryce Harper wants to go. They have a certain price point. Fine. But otherwise, what Max Scherzer wants, Max Scherzer should, should get. Let me just put it that way. Or Strasburg or uh, Anthony Rendon. Go down the line. All right. To the NBA which is probably primarily why you listen to my podcasts. Uh, Look, since they're in my backyard, let's start with the Golden State Warriors. Now, as you probably know, they were on TNT the other night. And Charles Barkley is and always will be my guy. But he got it completely wrong about the Warriors. All right, maybe not completely. I agree with him. The Warriors are not making the playoffs. In fact, had an agent, long-time, long-standing agent, not one for hyperbole, said to me, they might be one of the three or four worst teams in the league. Now, I don't think they're as bad. I think they're better than Memphis. I think they're better than the Wizards. I think they're better than Cleveland should be better than Charlotte. So maybe not three, four worst teams, but they are decidedly bottom 10 for sure. Might be bottom seven. Anyway, the part that I disagree with Charles about is why. He's concerned about who their third scorer is going to be and about not having enough offense. Look, it's their defense. They just beat the Pelicans for their first win. They scored 134 points. Scoring is not going to be their problem. They gave up 123 points. That's their problem. Their defense is truly subpar. When you look at their roster, there's no reason to believe it's going to get better. Against the Lakers, D'Angelo Russell finished with a plus-minus of minus 35. By the way, all those people who were banging on me about 
saying that D'Angelo Russell was not going to be the third wheel to make this thing go. Where'd you guys go? Where did you guys go? Minus 35. That's, that's historic. And yes, look, I know Draymond Green finished minus 35 too. But I'm going to attribute that to the fact that for 25 of his 28 minutes, he was on the floor with D'Lo. We know Draymond can play defense. We also know that D'Angelo cannot. He's worried about his offense. And he's a nice player. I, I'm, not, I'm not down on him. He's not a max player. And he's not going to change the fortunes of the Warriors. And I especially don't understand all the hoopla about, well, when Klay Thompson comes back, this is going to be a dynamic foursome. I don't think so. By the way, Draymond and D'Angelo played the second most minutes together of any two Warriors. Glenn Robinson, the third, and Russell played the most together, just for housekeeping purposes. And here's the thing. D'Angelo and Green weren't actually the worst defensive combo on the floor. D'Angelo and Steph Curry were, with a defensive rating of 163.6. Not a big stat guy. I'm not a big defensive rating guy, but sometimes the numbers are just over so overwhelming. You have to point them out. And there's nothing about the Warriors roster, as I said, that makes me believe that with time, they are going to get demonstrably better on defense. Offense, sure. I think they actually can get better. Measurably. Defense, yes. Look, Willie Cauley-Stein's out. And he will be back at some point. Yes, Willie Cauley-Stein is seven feet tall. You know what he's not? Not a notable shot blocker. And he was part of a not very good Kings defensive team. And his defensive rating wasn't notably different than the team's overall rating. So it's not as if the Kings were holding him back from his defensive destiny. Before I go on, on the war, go on about the Warriors, I do want to uh, say a word about our friends at the Republic Jet Center in Farmingdale, New York. Look, for those of you who fly private, and I hope you, I hope you all fly private, and, and or at least you all get the opportunity to fly private. It's pretty, it's a pretty sweet deal. Those who do it on a regular basis and those who do it to fly into New York and the New York metro area, you do it to avoid delays because we all know the traffic in and around New York. So if you are flying into New York City, Republic Jet Center in Farmingdale should be your only choice. I know everybody wants to go into Teterboro or White Plains. Look, everybody wants to get into Teterboro or White Plains. That's why it's not what it once was. There are delays galore. You go into Republic Jet Center, you'll experience all the reasons why you chose to fly privately in the first place. Not only can you land and take off on time, but getting into the city is as quick as a 12-minute helicopter ride, which their white glove concierge service will gladly arrange while you're hanging out in their new 100,000 square foot uh, facility with an array of snacks and beverages, everything that you need provided while you wait. If you've never flown private, Find out what it's all about by visiting www.republicjetcenter.com. Just might be more affordable than you think. And for those who already are part of the private jet set, mention this ad and RJC will provide a discount, a big discount on your refueling cost. And as anybody who flies knows, if it's your plane and you got to refuel, that's where it costs you. Now, moving on to the, uh, to the Warriors. 
I the other part of the TNT broadcast, I'm gonna spend a little bit of time on this because it was just an, an extraordinary thing. One, Charles talking about their offense when it's their defense that's clearly the issue. But two, it was a discovery of it's amazing what true love will do to a guy. Uh, Clay Thompson, in particular, who once upon a time hated being anywhere near a microphone. And yet, on their opening night, he took one. He ginned up the crowd. I mean, he just didn't take it. This, In the past, this would have been guys getting a kick out of how awkward and uncomfortable Clay was talking to the crowd. This one was almost like Clay wanted to do it. I mean, he, he, he got him going. And then... At halftime, he sits down with the TNT crew and he's chatting it up. He's looking comfortable. Now, as we saw via Instagram, spent part of the summer with his girlfriend, Laura Harrier, in Paris. And let's just say the man looked both very, very happy and very, very relaxed. And you just can't convince me, having been around Clay when it was him and Rocco, his bulldog, you just you can't tell me that something hasn't changed and I'm going to I'm going to lay it on the the relationship. He's he's a different different dude. Maybe I'm also influenced. I'm catching up with Peaky Blinders and uh Thomas Shelby falls for the uh what are the investigator, the uh, uh the female investigator and we see the the transformation in him. So maybe I'm being influenced by that a little bit. But the reality is, so what? Whether it happens in a series or it happens in real life, fact is it happens, and I'm guessing that it's happening to to Clay. Now, Clay's talking about the young guys, talking about how, you know, it's it's uh, look. I've I've heard this from from Clay. I've heard it from Steph. I've heard it from Draymond. They're always they believe they always believe, and it has carried them a long, long way. And understandably, because they've gone through some some pretty sticky situations. They've gone through some inner turmoil. They've kept it in-house, or even when it's bubbled over, they've limited the damage. Talking about Draymond and Steve getting into it, Steve Kerr, Draymond and KD getting into it. There's There's been other little rumblings and issues with this team over the last four or five years. They never let it get in their way. That's a testament to who Clay, Steph, and Draymond are. They've never lost sight of what the most important thing is. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And the team's the most important thing. So their, their will, their mental tenacity, I, I understand why they believe in it. And I understand why they're continuing to sing this song, because what's the alternative? Yeah, you know what? We're not very good. We're not going to be very good. I, I, they get nothing out of doing that. So they're not going to say it, but I will, <laughs> because I don't have anything at stake here. My job is to have a clear-eyed view of where things are. So I'm just telling you, I hope none of you are actually buying what Clay, Draymond, or Steph are selling. You can admire them for it. Just don't buy it. Because what they're selling is that the Warriors are still going to be formidable. And their new additions are going to make big contributions before all is said and done. They're, as I said, the the journey of Clay, Draymond, and Steph in particular, the I feel like they're the original core. It's a testament to the power of positivity. Uh, they haven't let any of this stuff sidetrack them. But the whole speak it into existence formula can only go so far. Ask LeVar Ball about that. As an aside, my son... 15 is thinking of making a big baller brand. I'm not making this up. He he's he wants to make a big baller brand uh, mug in his ceramics class. And then he said, I'm going to put it on out on eBay and see what I can get for it. And he was he, he told me they, they went out of business, right? So they can't sue me for copyright infringement. And the only thing he couldn't figure out is how much he should ask for it. And I told him you should make it like 498 bucks, 500 bucks, just like the shoes, just way over, you know, over overprice it by the way if you're scoffing at the idea someone you look there's at least a few people that paid almost five bills for those shoes so um the idea that they wouldn't pay five bills for a mug i don't know it's it's just one and those shoes apparently for five bills couldn't get through one half of an nba game if lonzo ball is telling the truth he says that he had to switch them out at halftime uh and I'm pretty sure my son's mug is going to last a lot longer than that. So why not? All, all people can do is say no. Uh, Lakers, by the way, speaking of Lonzo's former team, they have the same problem as the Warriors. Again, everybody's asking questions about how their offense is going to work. It's going to you know, play through AD. No, you're not going to play. You're not going to play through AD. That's not going to happen. He's, he doesn't he doesn't make the game easier for other guys as a playmaker. You throw it to him on the post, he goes one on one, he that's a tough cover. He's a tough cover, but he's a much tougher tough tougher cover playing off of LeBron or a point guard than he is playing through him. It's, he just doesn't have that game. And if you go consistently to him on the block, Eventually, he's going to wear down. 
That's just the reality. So, but I'm not worried about their offense. They're, look, with LeBron and Rondo and AD and you've got, you've got some veterans on that team now, you're, you're going to be okay offensively. It's defense that's going to be their biggest issue. And don't throw the Jazz game at them. The Lakers played with energy, but until the spirit of Mike Conley re-enters the body of Mike Conley, the Jazz don't have a playmaker right now. And for those who are worried that maybe the the Jazz got sold a bill of goods, that the expiration date hit Mike Conley just as he was making his way from Memphis to Utah, that's not the problem. He's 32 years old. This is what, and by the way, I mean, the numbers are bad. He's shooting 20% overall, 15% from three-point range. Hey, nothing's going for him. But Mike Conley is also, his success is, he's a pro's pro. He, it, look, it took him a while to evolve and figure, out, figure it out in Memphis. He wasn't great out of the gate. He was okay. Then he got good. Then he got pretty good. Then he got borderline very, very good. I can't say that he's great. Never been a, a an, an all-star for a reason. And not that all-stars means everything, but he's he will he was very good. He will be very good again. But he is one of those guys that he really has to maximize his efficiency and he has to figure out exactly how he's going to play off of the players around him. Being in Memphis all that time, he got there. This is a whole different thing. Playing with Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, like this is a different, this is a completely different team. And figuring out how he can best serve it, which is really what he's about. He's not, he's not a guy I'm going to get the ball, I'm going to dominate, I'm going to do whatever. It's, and then there's probably some of the, he's supposed to be better than Ricky Rubio. So he's thinking, Rick, what was, Ricky was good defensively. He could pass it. You know, he struggled with scoring the ball. So he's probably pressing a little bit in terms of showing, hey, I can be the guy, I can be that upgrade from Rubio. And Rubio has always been, uh, I believe, under underrated, not underutilized, but underrated for sure. He's a, he's a good, solid player. Never became the superstar that he was uh, projected to be when he was over in Europe. How many how many times do we see that? How many, how many more times are we going to see it? Again, another reason why Luka Doncic continues to amaze because of the, the Euros, the international players, ain't too many that have lived up to the hype. Yao Ming exceeded the hype, I would say. Luka Doncic exceeded the hype, I would say. I'd I'd have to think a little bit to put the rest of my list together in terms of, I mean, obviously, Manu Ginobili wildly, but there was no hype. Totally different thing. Back to the Jazz. Talking about uh, the absence of playmakers without Mike Conley, and maybe you're asking, wait a minute, what about Donovan Mitchell? I'm glad you asked. I did a piece about a year ago looking at Jason Tatum, Lonzo Ball, and Mitchell. I talked to GMs, scouts, talent experts about who they'd want to have, who they'd want to build their team around. 
The point being that those three were the best talents of the 2017 draft. Well, now I'm not so sure. In fact, when I look at the three, man, I can't go so far as to say Lonzo Ball is is rising, but he's not. He was a distant third. He was a solid third to the other two, if I remember the the numbers correctly in terms of who got the the most nods. But, uh, and I'm not going to say that anybody is definitively better than those guys in that draft class. But there are three players in that draft that, let's just say, are gaining on them for sure. Uh, My new three to keep an eye on, Zach Collins from the Portland Trailblazers, Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs, and another Collins, John Collins, from the Atlanta Hawks. I like all three of those guys. Again, this is not a matter of being stars. The role that Donovan Mitchell has to play for the Utah Jazz and now Jason Tatum, again, with with, uh, Kyrie Irving out of the picture, they've got to be the guys who lead the way. They've got to carry uh, more weight. Lonzo Ball, not as much. He's secondary playmaker to Drew Holiday. He doesn't have the same responsibilities, especially now that he's been traded. But if we're just looking at pure talent, Donovan Mitchell has demonstrated tremendous, he's been tremendously erratic. Let's just put it that way. He's been wild. And I saw it in the national team already. And I just wonder, like, I don't even know if he's improved, to be honest with you. I think he had a big splash coming out. I don't want to say he's regressed, but he certainly has not continued to rise. Jason Tatum is, again, I was talking about Anthony Davis not really being a playmaker. Jason Tatum really isn't a playmaker. He doesn't create easy stuff for other guys. And I'm not saying that you have to be a great passer, but if you're a dynamic scorer, you draw so much attention, it's an easy dish off. Kawhi Leonard's not a great passer, but he draws so much attention that if he keeps his head up, he's going to find somebody open because the entire floor tilts in his direction. You don't have to do that as much with Tatum. And while I think Mitchell's athleticism draws attention, he's a little bit of a wild child. Like There's a lot of times where he goes into a spin or he goes into a move and I get the sense he's not exactly certain where he's going or ultimately what he's trying to accomplish. Zach Collins, John Collins, similar guys and bigs, tough, physical rebounders, high motors. John Collins, I would put ahead of Zach in the pecking order. They're not the same. They're not the same category of player when we're talking about. Lonzo and Donovan. You're not you're not asking them to do the same things. But can they be starters? Can they be steady starters? Can they be eight, nine year starters on playoff teams? Yes, I believe they both can, without question. If the if the Hawks don't make the playoffs, it won't be because of John Collins. And Zach Collins is showing signs while uh, I don't know if he's quite the passer that Nurkic is. His numbers at times would say he is. But as a rebounder and as a scorer, yeah, 
I, I, I see him contributing in a significant way. In fact, I think he's going to have to have to do that in order to take up the slack while Nurkic is out. And then there's Derek White, showed out on the national team, showed out last year. And I just, I believe the kid, he has a chance. He has a chance to be, I don't know if the other two will ever be all-stars. Derek White has a chance to be an all-star. By the way, Spurs haven't lost yet. I know it's very early in the season, but I told you they were going to be good. Don't sleep on them. I think they're going to be good. One of the few undefeated teams still in the league as I record this. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else that I needed to get to? Very quickly, just a couple things. Still off on the 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 Kings. Kings have, The Sacramento Kings have yet to win a game. I told you I was down on Marvin Bagley, De'Aaron Fox, because they exited stage, stage right. And they had an opportunity to play for the national team this past summer. I thought that would have been great for them. I don't know why Marvin Bagley did. I'm told that De'Aaron Fox did it because he didn't want to compete with Derek White. He was a little worried what his role was going to be, even if he did make the roster. I I just, that, that mentality scares me when you're talking about the guys that are supposed to be the cornerstones that lead your team out of the doldrums. So we will see. 76ers, also one of the undefeated teams. Ah, I don't know. I, it just I, When I watch them play, I feel like saying, would you guys grow up? I mean, they're, they're really good. They're, they're, they're talented. But they play in such an immature way that it just it's hard for me to imagine. Now, maybe as the season goes on, they mature and they change and they get mentally and physically no no yeah mentally and physically tougher but as of right now they just they're kind of goofballs they're talented goofballs and i have never seen goofballs win a championship or even go to the finals and i mean closest might have been the orlando magic with shaq or maybe maybe again the orlando magic with dwight howard but there were steadying influences on those teams. There were some vets. I feel as if this Philadelphia 76ers team is missing those vets. I always thought Al Horford was one of those guys. But he wasn't in Boston. And I kind of learned talking to people in Atlanta. Never really was in Atlanta. Good guy. Pro, for sure. But not a guy who's going to make others be pros. So, we'll see. Heard that J.J. Redick was a guy who made teams practice hard. Wouldn't I don't know why I never saw him in that light, but that's what I was told. Among guys that that showed up every day and in practice made sure that everybody was going to go hard, was demanding by the way he played. All said and done, Philadelphia 76ers, I believe, are going to miss J.J. Redick in a multitude of ways. Also watched the Milwaukee Bucks throttle the Miami Heat for three-plus quarters. Miami playing without Jimmy Butler. And then the Bucks lost. Which, again, is why I'm not completely sold on the Bucks. It's why I think the, the window is wide open for the Toronto Raptors to win the Eastern Conference and then get 
as of as I see it right now, get just pummeled by the Los Angeles Clippers. Another Clippers lost to the Suns. Suns were playing with a little more uh, moxie, a little more pride than they have in the past. And the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken, just coming off of beating the Lakers and then just crushing the Warriors. And so there are going to be games like that. But what they're able to do defensively and having a go-to guy like Kawhi, having a go-to guy like Lou Williams, having tough physical guys like Montrez Harrell and Patrick Beverly, I just don't see a whole lot of weaknesses there among all the teams in the league. And even as, you know, putting putting this team together, rather new group, a lot of playoff experience there and a lot of collective experience. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George are the new additions. But the Clippers making the playoffs last year and going six games with the Warriors, that's going to end up being a very valuable piece. All right, that does it. For this episode of Buker and Friendless, I am. I have some some interviews, some people that I'm going to be getting together with. I don't want to, I don't want to have any false advertising. So once I know that I've got them in the bag, I will let you know. In my next podcast, I will be joined by either Will Blackman or Ryan Hollins, one of my guys. As soon as the power comes back on, because the power is going off again tomorrow, and 24, 48 hours. Who knows? But I'm going to be a little incommunicado. As soon as I'm back up, I'll make sure I grab one of my guys and we'll be back at you again. Don't forget, always appreciate you uh, rating and reviewing the show. And I'm giving out a free edition of my book with Yao Ming, A Life in Two Worlds, to uh, anybody who uh, rates and reviews the show and then screenshots that review and sends it to at Buker Friends. You'll be eligible to win one of those. And I think you'd find, you'll find the book very interesting in light of all that's going on with the NBA and China. All right. Again, as always, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.